Anyway, Revelation chapter 19. Um, I think I'll take the time to read the whole thing. It's 21 verse, and then we'll pray, and then we'll jump right in. After these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. For true and righteous are his judgments, for he hath judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Alleluia, and her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God and sat on the throne saying, Amen, Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Dramatic pause. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. He shall treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture... And on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun. And he cried with a loud voice, saying, To all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of captains, and, uh, of kings, and the flesh of captains, and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bonds, both small and great. And I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his armies. And the beast was taken, with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he received, uh, deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. The remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Kind of a grisly ending. Father, as we look into your word, we pray your blessing. Uh, it's easy, Lord, to be blessed when we think about the second coming of our king and our coming with him. Um, and Father, I pray this message would go out to the corners of the earth that all would hear and many would repent. And those of us who are part of the elect, Lord, would be 
would be with the heavenly throng, the ones who are saying, Alleluia, glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. Father, I pray you'd bless that your son would be set forth in our midst. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. After these things, metatauta, we're familiar with that phrase. After what things? Well, the church age and the goings-on of chapter 4 and 5, where the Lamb receives the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne, and he opens it, and the seven seals, and then the seven trumpet judgments, and then the seven bowls of wrath poured out upon the earth, and then Armageddon and, and, and his destruction of the, the whore of Babylon, uh, after these things, after the whole book, after the, the, all of this stuff, the, the tribulation, after these things, this is Jesus Christ coming back to earth. After these things, I heard a great voice from much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, why? Because Babylon is destroyed. And by the way, if I'm correct, and you're in heaven, and I'm in heaven, pre-tribulation rapture, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven. This would be you. This would be me. This is our line, okay? Memorize it now, because then when we're there, we want to look it up, we can say it, and then I'll say, oh, you must have went to church in Kennebec uh, Valley, because you guys are like so much into the Word, you know, and I'll be like, I'll be sitting there, all my thumbs under my suspenders, acting all proud and stuff. I'm my peeps. And listen, this is what they're saying. Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. Now look, this is in Contrast, now juxtapose here, uh, the merchants in verse 15 of chapter 18, they're weeping, okay? They are staring afar off at Babylon's destruction. They're weeping and wailing. Verse 16, alas, alas. Verse 17, it only took an hour. Verse 18, and they cried. Verse 19, they cast dust on their heads. Uh, what, and now, let's... Look at the other side. Rejoice over her, verse 20, thou heaven and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. That's our team. There's two teams here. When uh, Babylon in chapter 17 is destroyed, let's call it ecclesiastical Babylon, there's rejoicing of the kings of the earth because they hate her. But they love economic Babylon, and when she's destroyed, oh, it's the, oh, it's horrible. It's so tragic. It's, it's so, look at the voice of Harper. There's no more in her. Uh, the voice in 23, there's no light of a candle. There's no bridegrooms. There's no brides. There's no, uh, nothing. You know why? Because verse 24, and her was found the blood of prophets and of saints. God's going to deal with that system. Aren't you glad? Uh, you have to be. There's two teams. It goes back to the beginning. There's God's team and the Satan's team. Satan's team, if you haven't noticed, it seems to be winning. Me and Susan were talking about this on the way down here. I know how the book ends. I know how, I mean, I know we're going towards a one world government. Whether we go kicking and screaming is irrelevant. And yes, you should. Should you fight it? I, I, I intend to as much as we possibly can. Is it given to us at this time? I it looks like this is it. Is there, we going back to normal? I think this is the new normal. One world government, is, it's, it's, it's going to happen. Is it going to happen today, tomorrow, this year, next year? I think we're in the run-up to it. I don't think there's any going back. I'd love, to, I'd love to be wrong about this. And I pray, and we work against 
But it's going to happen at some point. And on the other end of this, whenever, God's going to deal with that one world system. He's going to wipe it out. And amen's right. Listen, John is overwhelmed by these things so much that he falls down at the feet of the angel. At least he's got a reaction. You know, I talk about, and I think the church of Jesus Christ, listen, I've said this before, right? There's people who know what's going on and are freaked out by it. You shouldn't be freaked out by it. And then there's people who don't know what's going on at all. The Bible says that the whole world lieth in wickedness. In 1 John, the whole world is asleep in the lap of the wicked one. Not you. Not, not us. The church of Jesus Christ, by and large, is asleep in the life. Now, this is an indictment on you. I think you guys, by and large, get it more than most anyone else I know. But I, I, I watch, you know, stuff. I listen to stuff. I hear stuff. And most people are just like, just don't get it. And I'm like, it's time to get it. <laughs> anyway, that it's... It's going, it's trending a certain way. I talked to like my mom, and she's like, she's mystified by the way the government is going. And like, I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they're doing this. Well, I can't. It's demonic. They're winning. What, what, don't you understand about that? And it's not time to be oblivious of that. It's time to understand it, to work against it, to pray against it. But Satan's going to have his day. He's going to have his man, the Antichrist. These things are going to happen. They're going to play out. Now, in our lifetime, I'd love to tell you no, but I got saved in 1980. I've been thinking this. I think we're long overdue for a rapture, but that's just me. Okay, let's keep moving. People are upset about this, the merchants of the earth, but we're not. We're on God's team. And this is, this is a rabid dog that needs to be put down. And God's saying, yep, yep, I know all about it. I'm going to take care of it. And I'm just saying, true and righteous are his judgments. For he has judged the great whore. Why? Why? Why did he judge her? Which did corrupt the earth with her fornication. And he's avenged the blood of of his servants at her hand. And there has to be that. God is just at the end of the day. And again, they said, Alleluia. Alleluia. Praise the Lord, basically, okay? It's not in the whole New Testament here. It's four times in this chapter. Praise Yah. You're like Yahovah, you know, yod Hey vav Hey. Praise the Lord, okay? Capital L-O-R-D, that Lord there. Praise him. And her smoke rose up Forever and ever. I love that. Amen. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne saying, Amen, Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude and the voice of many waters and the voice of the mighty a thundering saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. It's his time to reign. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife hath made herself ready. You like, mar- you like weddings? We got three of them coming up right off here. Two or three. I don't know. Uh, we like marriages. We get older. We, I used to hate mar- weddings when I was a kid, just dull and stuff. Now I'm all sentimental, and I love it. I mean, I really, really do. I, I don't know, right? I'm a fan of marriage. 
I've had a, a, a very good one. I think it's a, it's a good thing. God says, not good for the man to be alone. Uh, he said that. That we, that we didn't, and if we're bright, we've understood that. We've realized that in our own lives. Um, who's this lamb and who's his wife? Well, the lamb, of course, is Jesus Christ. His bride, that's you. That's exciting. That's so tremendous. That's incredible. I mean, in America, the, the bride is the big thing. I'm not going to change that, okay? I, I wouldn't, if I could... I would be assassinated trying to change that, okay? The star of the show is the bride. You know the reason that, you know I'm saying what I'm saying is true, and you know why? Because look at weddings. No guy ever came up with, you know, we need doves, and we need an ice sculpture of a swan, and we need flowers. Guys, never in the history of the world, no guy has ever done that, okay? Uh, the reason weddings are what they are is because the bride's in charge, it's her day, and that's fine. But that's not the wedding model. That's our Western, and I'm not, you guys got that plan? Wonderful, wonderful. I'm not trying to change it. What I am saying is, in this time, the bridegroom is the thing. And in our understanding of Scripture, the bridegroom is the thing. Now, the wife is a place of honor. The bride is like, uh, right, that's like half of the wedding ceremony, a really important piece there. Jesus is getting married to someone and the someone, I, I think, I, you know, I get this, I get like goosebumpy when I think about this. He's ridiculous. He loves me. He's, he shouldn't. So I have loved you with an everlasting love. If I want to talk to you right now about the love of God, I wouldn't talk about anything else. Take it on faith. You know all the verses that I know. Ah, the wife hath made herself ready. How'd she do that? She pulled her up, herself up by her own bootstraps. No, she's washing the blood of the lamb. I mean, I'm going to give you the whole gospel. Yeah, but I wanted to mention that because it talked here, and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. Brides in white is a beautiful thing. It speaks of purity, of virginity, frankly. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. Uh, and it's, it almost sounds like we've done it ourselves. Of course we haven't. We know better. But she is, it's granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen and clean and white. She's one of the stars of the show. Now, we don't overshadow Jesus Christ. He's the, okay, it's all about Jesus. We know that. And he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Now again, John's overwhelmed by this so much that he... Worship. Listen, these are the true sayings of God. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. God said, I'm not lying to you. This is true truth. This is going to happen. Jesus has a, a, a day planner, okay? Uh, he absolutely does. Uh, go get my bride. Bring her to heaven. Pour my wrath out upon the earth. Uh, deal with Babylon. Uh, take care of the beast and the false prophet. Then uh, it's thousand-year honeymoon time. There's a marriage supplement. He definitely, definitely has a day plan. These things are going to happen. This is not pie in the sky, by and by, maybe sometime, uh, feel-good stuff. Oh, this gives you just enough to get by for the time being because life is hard and we're just going to put a positive spin on it and put it, smack a happy face and just like, okay, can you get on till Wednesday when we regroup and, we'll, and life has beat you down and we'll try to perk you back? No, no, none of this, none of this, none of this. 
These are the true sayings of God. God, who cannot lie, and wouldn't anyway. He cannot. We, you know, we talk about things that God cannot do, and that's a really, really short list. God, he can do anything. He's God. No, he says, I cannot lie. He doesn't even know how. He couldn't if he wanted to. He couldn't. He, he says, look, you know what? I'm gonna tell, let me tell you about something. Let me tell you this. This is going to happen. These are the true sayings. Of, I just love that. I, I don't know. God, you're like, for you and lie to me. I, I couldn't. I wouldn't, Adam. This is going to happen. This is, okay. John's like, oh my. I fell at the feet, I fell at his feet, the angel, to worship him, right? What are you, John, what are you doing? You should know better. I'll give him a hall pass. I've never been uh, the recipient of so much revelation. I've never, I never got a download like this. He's a little lost, okay? We'll give him a hall pass, all right? Let's just, let's just say he's a little, a little in over his skis. You don't worship angels. You worship God. All right? Don't worship anything less. What's the most important thing in your life right now? Jesus Christ and his glory, of course. Correct. Anything else is more important to you? That's just an idol. That's what Jesus is going to come back and defeat. And pray that away. Because had, I've had this all through my life, all through my Christian experience. You know, everything has got the, it could become, unless I fight it, unless I, Lord, this is getting out of control. This is becoming more important than it should be. Will he help me to defeat that? Like, yeah, only every time. I don't want to be falling down and worshiping anything. And the angel says to him, see thou do it not. Now, I've said this before. It sounds like in a it's kind of like too Casper milk toasty for me. The angel, see thou do it not. It, you know, okay, I, I said it like that, but but in the Greek, I'm, I'm to understand that this is much more forceful, much more. It's the word is staccato. I always use. Don't do that. The angel doesn't like this. The angel, he he has a brother who used to be like one of his his you know, and then who received or tried to receive worship, and that led to a fall and lots of disaster. And that character will be dealt with in chapter 20, verse 1. And so the angel's like, oh, wait, no, 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 don't do that. I'm your fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. Hey, angel, good word, good word, worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now, I've listened to a lot of sermons this week, and people take uh, chapter 19 and put, break it into, like, some of the guys I like, too. I listen to, like, there's three different chapters here, three different teachings here, and each one of them is, like, an hour long or more. And because one of the things, they go into the, this, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, and they talk about all the different times when Jesus is, pictured in the Old Testament and that the, all of scriptures about Jesus. Now, I can talk about things that you know very well here, but this is a church that understands the Bible, okay? And we understand that Jesus says, you, you search the scriptures, you think in them, 
that you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. And I've spoken before in the past about like Luke where, you know, the Emmaus disciples and he's expounding to them all the scriptures that talk about him. And we've gone over this and over this and over. This is very well-traveled ground here. So I'm going to just leave it for you to know that Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Okay, what's this book about? It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Remember chapter 1, verse 1 there? Okay. And I saw heaven opened. This is it. This is so exciting. Jesus Christ is coming back. I saw heaven open. Now, he's coming back for us. When? Oh, not soon enough to suit me. If it's this afternoon, I'm still like, what took you a minute? Come on. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so... There was never a time in my life where I wasn't, since I got, I understood the rapture that I haven't been, I don't know if obsessed is the right word, that I haven't been high on my... T- priority list think to do and it it's helped me very well because my thinking is like i don't i can't wait for tomorrow and the next day and the next day which may not be here if god's called me to do something do it now because <laughs> that's all we have is now and we don't know about tomorrow and the next day so i don't plan like long 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 range i do i mean if we you know it, it, when i was saved in 1980 i thought like then that the rapture was going to happen a week from tuesday so far i've been wrong and I have planned. I mean, we put a little nest egg together. We plan on retiring. I, I have thought about stuff like that. You know what I mean? I, I did buy a house with a mortgage. But now I'm on the other side of the mortgage. I mean, that's in, in review mirror getting smaller every day because as we go you know, farther into the future. Because I did do long term, but I always thought like no matter where we are, what time, Jesus, you come back and interrupt anything that we got planned because what you got planned is so much better. And I never went through long periods of, Susan and I have never went through long periods of unfaithfulness or we're with, because I think he's coming back. I don't, I ain't got time to, I ain't got time to backslide. Are you kidding me right now? Why would I do that? Um, you know, I, I think a lot of us have this really crazy thought anyway. Like, hey, let's g- get all this, oh, you know, this wild, crazy, let's sow our wild oats, let's have a high time, because God is this cosmic killjoy anyway, and he wants to reign all over our fun, and that's not true. That's a lie from Satan. Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and you might live it to the full. Right here, right now, living God's way is still the best way. Right now, okay? So uh, why would I, you know, follow after my own and be out there on the lonely plains, riding around, following Satan, trying to get joy that isn't from God and it never is joyful. It never is. It never was. It never has been. His way is the best. But anyway, I'm starting to preach. Anyway, I saw heaven open. Behold, a white horse. What other kind would he ride, right? Does it have wings on it? I'm just wondering, you know what I mean? I mean, it's a flying horse. Does it need wings? I mean, you think like, you know, Pegasus kind of, I don't know. I don't know. You going to have a horse? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to name my horse. What happens when you come back with the horse? Like, and you're here for a thousand years, you still get your horse? I think so. 
I mean, I mean, you think God takes it away? I don't know. Some of a horse. It's gonna be so cool. I know I love this whole thing. He comes back, he's got a white horse, and he that sat up, we don't know the horse's name. It's not important. But he that sat on him is called faithful and true. I wonder who that is. I wonder who the faithful and true rider is. In his righteousness, he will judge and make war. Oh, I might know who he is. That's a big, big clue. His eyes are as a flame of fire. Got it. <laughs> Revelation 1, flame of fire eyes. Got, we got it. We got it. Okay. We know who that is. We read Revelation chapter 1. His eyes are a flame of fire. You know, I, I, I laugh because, you know, people like, you know, fornicate. Well, in, in God's eyes, we're mad. God's eyes. God, he's got a flame of fire eyes. He's thinking, stop fornicating. That's just wrong. His eyes were a flame of fire and his head were many crowns. Now, this is different from chapter one. If you remember, his hair was white like wool because you could see it. Now, he's got on his head many crowns. Why? Because he's the king of kings. He's ruling. He's going out to receive his kingdom. On his head are many crowns. He had a name written that no man knew, but he himself, why do you write stuff like that, John? You drive me crazy. Really, why do you even tell us about a name if you only can tell us what the name is? He knows it, but we don't know it. What's the sense of you even telling us? Now we all think of the, and people write books on this name here. We have, and articles and try to guess. Listen, what you've got to understand about Jesus and why this, I think, is here, you're never going to understand them all. He knows stuff, but you don't know it. Is that okay? Listen, I so love Jesus Christ, and I know you do too. I don't know everything about it. I know he saves. I know he loves me. I know he's coming back together. There's a lot of things I know about him. But I don't know him, know him, know him. And I think we, all of eternity, we're going to know him more and more and more. And we'll always be coming closer to the truth. But I don't know that we'll ever get our arms around everything that he is. Is that okay? Because he's way more. And you think, you know, sometimes I think like, ah, I got this, I got this, I got this. I know this stuff. I, you know, I got this. If anyone, I, I got script. I know scripture. So I get to a place and I think like, how did I live so long without knowing this? My goodness, I am the dumbest person. And, and sometimes when I understand something, it raises like about five or six more questions. And I think like, ah, I'm, not, I'm getting nowhere. I don't know anything. Sometimes I feel that way. And you say, yeah, we've known forever, Adam. But uh, so you're finally figuring it out. Okay. Uh, um, he had a name that no one knew but he himself. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. I maintain it's not his blood. Isaiah 63. Uh, okay. We're going to go over. Okay? I hope that doesn't scare you too much. I want to do this all at once because I think it's the type of thing. But Isaiah 63, and it's well-traveled ground. And again, if you go to church somewhere else, you might not know this. But we go to church here, and so we know this. Who is he that cometh from Edom with dyed garments from Basra? Read here Petra. He's going to Edom. Why? Because he's got people there. He's going to save them first. And we're going with, okay? He that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in his greatness, to, uh, greatness of his strength. I wonder who that is. I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Ah, I know who that is. The only one you know who's mighty to save. Where art thou red in thine apparel? Dude, why are you all red, right? And thy garment's like him that treadeth in the wine vat. You look like you've been in that Lucy episode when you were in pressing out the grapes. And he's, his answer is, I have trodden the wine press alone. Of the people, there was none with me. For I will tread them in my anger and trample them in my fury. And their blood shall be sprinkled upon my garments. And I will stain all my raiment. That God, he's coming back. And it says here, he was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood. I maintain it's not his blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're blood-bought. I get that. 
This is vengeance time. He's not coming back to die for us. That's already been accomplished. He's coming back and his enemies are going to die. And I don't say that with like, ha, 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 ha. No, 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 that past is hot. I don't want anyone to be there. I know many will. Why? Because they won't listen to this. He was closed in a vesture, dipped in his blood. His name is called the Word of God. Any questions who this is? John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. The Word made, was made flesh and dwelt among us. His name is called the Word of God. That's not the only place in Scripture where Jesus Christ is called the Word of God. And the armies, read here, you and me, armies, plural. The church, is that one army? Man, bride is like, she's like action figure, you know, kind of, you know, and angelic armies. How many armies? I don't know, at least two, plural, right? He comes back and he's got armies with him. You think like, wow, he's like, we're going to win the day. No, he's going to win the day. Okay, just in case you're wondering. Back in... um, Isaiah 63, I looked that there was none to help, and I wondered that there was none to uphold. Therefore my own arm brought salvation to me, my fury it, up, it upheld me. I will tread down the people in my anger, I will make them drunk in my fury, and I will bring their strength down to the earth. Why aren't we fighting? It's not your fight. It's not your battle. That's all. Because I'm like chomping at the bit here. I'm all like, you know, all dressed up in my, you know, regalia, I think. Well, you got armor. I don't know. What does it look like? I don't even know. Will we need armor? No. But I think I'd look really cool in armor, so I'd like armor. I don't, I don't know. I just, you know, I'm ready to go. No, not our fight. It's his fight. The armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses. There you go. You know how to ride? I, I, I talked to one lady. She was like, are we going to, is this us? Yeah. Oh, I should be afraid. Wait, what's the deal? Oh, I don't know how to ride a horse. How cute are you? The fact that the horse is flying across heaven doesn't upset her at all, but that, that she's on a horse, that's very scary. Now you're resurrected. You're immortal at this point. You're going into the teeth of battle. Nasty people who have like nuclear weapons. Are you really concerned? No, not even. I mean, think if you take a like a surface-to-air missile, miss, missile right in the right in the nose, it wouldn't even make your eyes water. You're immortal. And this is thinking they're going to actually get a chance to fire off some of their weapons. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. Anyway, we're in heaven. We're in the armies. We're following him. We got white horses. How cool is that? I think I'd name mine Pegasus, but everyone's going to do that, so I'm going to find some other name. I just, I don't know. Thinking, not really. I re- Wait a second. Did you not? These are the true sayings of God. This is not fantasy. This is not pie in the sky by and by. This is planned. Take him at his word. This isn't an allegory for anything. 
This is actual, factual, hasn't happened yet, coming soon. Out of his mouth goes the sharp sword. Now that is a picture. He doesn't have this big tongue, steel, to it, monster sword. No. Out of his mouth, what comes out of your mouth? Words. He speaks. He speaks the destruction of the Antichrist. Okay? People think, Armageddon, oh my goodness, this huge battle, nuclear weapons and, and tanks and submarines and all the uh, armies of the earth are going to... Uh, let's, let's see how that plays out, okay? Out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, literally smite the nations with speech, with the word of God. Hey, he smote me with the word of God. And he, he broke my heart and he saved me. Here, it's not... Repentance isn't going to be involved here. Smiting, it's not going to be pretty. He's, he's going to smite the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Read here, Isaiah 63. We won't go there again. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. People think this is like a tattoo or something. It's on his thigh. and all. Think about it. He's on a horse, and seated on a horse, and he's got that right prominent, right King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I think this is so awesome. I think this is so bad. And I mean bad in a good way. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, it's better than tattoos. It's like way better. What does that mean? He's the king of kings. You know, sometimes I get discouraged about kings of the earth. And just, I mean leaders. I don't care if you're a president or a prime minister or a king or head of the Politburo. I don't care what your, the title is. I get discouraged because they're not putting forth godly I think king's right down at the local level. The only one here I know who had a public office, of course, was my wife. And Imagine, like, I fought fearlessly for the uh, rights of women to abort their children. You're on the wrong side of history forever. Then think about it. He's the king of kings. You've got any authority whatsoever, any, any ability to make decisions that people have to follow. He's the king of kings. How come, you know, I would like, if I was the president of the United States, by the way, I wouldn't take it. It would be like a way step down from what I'm doing now. You should say amen. I mean, that is like, no, I mean, think about it, right? I'm preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and teaching the Bible. You know, we stop that to be president. Are you kidding me? Anyway, let's say I was a president. I would wake up every morning, humbly, Lord, God, what have you called me to do today? How should I lead this people? What should I? But that's the problem, isn't it? How many of our presidents, how many members of Congress, how many senators do that on a daily basis? How many, like, congressmen gather for prayer meeting? I'm sure there are some. We have, you know, Christian congressmen. But that's a drop in the bucket, and that's the problem. That's, you know, the, the, like, you said, they should have, like, like, prayer meetings, like, every single day at the Supreme Court. Why? Because he's the king of kings. He's the lord of lords. And whether people 
ascribe that to him or not. He's ascribed it to himself. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he said, Ouch, my feet are so hot right now. Just see if you pay attention. What is an angel standing in the sun? What is that all about? The sun had been dark. Now is it light again? Is it kind of hazy? Is it, I, I don't stand. And the sun's like way far away. How, lo- how loud is his voice if you can hear him? Does it look like he's standing in the sun? He's actually, I, look, at, I'm reading what you're reading. I saw an angel standing in the sun. And he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. Now listen, the marriage supper of the Lamb. You're the bride. You're in an honored place. You're sitting down to dinner with Abraham, Isaac, David, Jeremiah, Isaiah, uh, the saints before, um, like, you know, like Noah, you know, like uh, Enoch, like uh, you're sitting down with like tribulation saints, people who were famous uh, during, you know, who, you know, miraculously did wonderful things during the time of the tribulation. You're at this marriage supper of the Lamb, or you're on the menu. This is grisly. This is no way around this. But like this angel saying, hey, come gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, small and, uh, both small and great. Kind of grisly, yet you're welcome. Now you're going to go home and have dinner, and you're going to think about some vulture pecking out some uh, guy's eyes or some thought he'd uh, defeat Jesus Christ. Yeah, not going to work. Now, this is the battle of Armageddon. Okay, you ready? And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him and sat on the horse and against his army. They're going to say, oh, we won't have this man roll over us. Why do the nations rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The people, they, 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 they array themselves together against the Lord and against his anointed. Psalm 2, this is it, right here, right now. And the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him that, uh, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive in a lake of fire burning with brimstone. Was a shot fired? I don't know. He's come with the word of God. He's going to speak their destruction. Big, huge, just a not, all this massive artillery. And, nah. You guys, come here. Grab them both. I, get him, I, I have him. You know, he's get, you know, he's a horse. He get them both by the scruff of the neck. You know what I mean? Lake of fire with you guys. That's it. These are the the bad guys. These are the ones who, look, he resurrected from the dead, or supposedly did, this beast, right? And people are like, who can make war with him? You can't even, when you kill him, he doesn't even stay dead. And this one who's been doing miracles and calling fire down from heaven, oh, he's he's a bad guy. Wow, he's pretty awesome. You don't go against, you don't mess with this dynamic duo. You would be, no, no, we're gonna worship them. They're awesome. She just grabs him, just, I want to ally myself with these guys because they're so big and bad. No. My God can beat their God. My, my, my Jesus, he's, he, 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 just, he just says. And they're all done. Now what does he do? He throws them into the, the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. They're, only, they're the only ones there for a thousand years. We're going to find out the great white throne judgment next week, 
Verse 10, the devil that deceived them was cast in the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are. So a thousand years later, they're still there. And for a thousand years, they got each other's company in the lake of fire, okay? They're the first fruits of the second resurrection, by the way, which is a resurrection unto damnation. We'll find out more about that last week, next week. And now he's going to throw the beast in, and then anyone who's in front of him, the great white throne judge, he's going to cast hell and everything into the, into the, the, the lake of fire. But right now, there's this place called the lake of fire burning now. It's got nobody in it. It will have two people in it, and they'll both be there for a thousand years, and only them, Okay. What's happened after a thousand years? Is like, then they get a chance to get out now? Are they done? Is it soup yet? No. Are they like marking like days and weeks? And No, there's no days and weeks. And they're just a thousand years in our time. Well, how long have they been there on their time? They don't have time. It's forever and ever and ever. And it's where everyone's headed who's not on the winning team. Why do people do that? Can you, can, you, can, you, can you ask me, why do people do that? Well, I don't know if I believe in God. You do. You do. You create in his image. You believe in him. Well, he's going to give me enough. Stop, stop, stop. You're not cute. You're not rebellious. You're not, you just, you're just flirting with disaster for no reason at all. Why are you doing that? He loves you. He's died for your sins. He wants to make peace with you and God. Why are you, st- why are you holding him off like he's a bad guy, like he doesn't have your best interest in mind? I don't understand why people do that. This is the end of it. He's our hero. He's gonna, we're going to turn ourselves against Jesus Christ. He's come back. We'll show him a thing or two. He ain't going to set foot on this planet. He ain't going to rule here. Stop it. Really? Beast was taken with him the false prophet. Here you go, here you go, lads, into the lake of fire. These are human beings. Okay? Into the lake of fire with them. And the remnant was slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceedeth out of his mouth. Is it an actual sword, two-edged sword, big sword, he's swinging and cutting people up? Comes out of his mouth. He speaks destruction. His words right now speak life to as many as receive him. Spoke life to me. They'll speak damnation later on. He pronounces. I don't, he's awesome. I don't want to be against him. I want to be on his team. Hey, can I, if you were like Team Satan, right? It's a reversible jacket. Take it off. Put it on Team Jesus. I mean, he'll let you switch sides. It's just that easy. I was wrong. I was such a fool. And he's like, well, come on in now. Who cares what before? It doesn't matter. We're not going to say, we're not going to say, ha, 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 ha. We're not, we're not like that, okay? We're not like, oh, so you finally fit. No, it's like kill the fatted calf time. Heaven rejoices. We're all excited about that. I don't understand why people hold him at arm's length. It's not going to end well. It can't end well. Well, I'll be dead by this time. Well, you're going to be, you'll find out what happens to the dead next week. You don't get away from judgment. God's judgment is complete. It reaches everybody who's rejected him. They said, why would he do that? Why would you say no to his gracious invitation to the marriage supper of the Lamb? To be the bride. That's, I think, is the better question. 
The remnant was slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceedeth out of his mouth. This is grisly, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Uh, why is he mentioning that? I, I just want you to think in terms of the graphicness of that. He wants you to understand there's no like middle ground. Well, you know, I think Jesus, he was a great moral teacher. He's no, he's no, no, no. He's not happy with that. He's not, okay, I'll leave you alone. No, no. He's the savior of the world. He will save you. So I'm not, I don't think he'd save me. Yeah, he will. He's mighty to save. Um, he wants you to be part of his kingdom. He wants you to be part of the bride. The ones who stand against him, they have a very bad ending. And that's what chapter 19 is all about. Uh, he's coming back. He's come back to get his bride, then he's come back to judge the world seven some odd years later, whatever, some seven plus years later. He's come back. Some, something after seven years, I should say. He's come back to uh, judge the earth. Um, you could be on one side of history, the other, eternally, your choice. Okay, I'm done now. Uh, we're going to be sent out here. and so I know it ends with the fowls are filled with their flesh. But remember, Jesus come back, okay? And he's come back to, and look at, look at, look, look, one more verse. These are the true sayings of God, okay? They making stuff up. You follow in your verse. I, you, the verse is taught, right? I didn't add anything. It's all here. These are the true sayings of God. Actually going to happen. Okay, let's uh, let's stand. Let's uh, pray. And like I say, our our worship guys will send us out of here in song. Again, Lord, come back to get your bride. Can't happen soon enough for us. Um, and whatever plans we got, Lord, could be interrupted by your plans. Why? Because you're the Lord of Lords. You're the King of Kings. You're the one who makes the decisions. Our decisions, well, <laughs> really stupid. I mean, we've got a, a long, long track record of making stupid decisions that never benefit us when they're not your decisions. So, Lord, help us to make wise decisions. Now, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.